Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hello, hello, and welcome to the J-Rod Concerts Podcast. Wow, that was atrocious. No wonder I'm not a singer. And that's why I talk to really talented singers, like today's guest. And I'll tell you about her in just a second. But welcome, everybody. This is Jamie Rodriguez, your host for this music-themed podcast and uh, welcome to the new listeners we've been getting a lot of you lately so we hope you enjoy your content we talk to music industry folks everyone from producers artists you know tour managers and everyone in the world that has to do with the thing we love music and once in a while we will talk to comedians and we do talk to actors and just people that give us a little bit of artistic 360 degrees but today's guest ladies and gentlemen is caroline miller oh my god and is she amazing or what she just released her single, Ain't About That, which is so addictive. Just fantastic. Fantastic. And guys, Caroline Miller, look, let me just tell you the, the impact the single has had. In the first week of its release, it had 50,000 Spotify streams. It has like 150,000 to date. It was the featured single of the week on Chris Country, UK's largest country station. It was voted fan favorite in a bunch of stations, like WAYZ. I mean, look, I could go on and on and on. She's amazing. And she has such a great background. She was an actor. She's one of those people that was born with all these talents. It's unbelievable everything that she can do. She was born in Long Island. And she was in Broadway. Look, guys, she's amazing. I can't wait for you guys to hear her story. And yeah, she's one of the up-and-coming singers right now in the world so we are so stoked to have her caroline thank you so much for your time uh we encourage everyone to stream ain't about that and follow her on the socials and on spotify and apple music and uh listen to her debut ep unbreakable because it's all really good stuff so without further ado guys this is caroline miller on the j rod concerts podcast Hey, what's up, Carolyn? Good to see you. Carolyn Jean Miller. How are you doing today? Good, good. Do you want me to go this way or do you want me to turn this way? What's better for you? Um, you know what? Honestly, it doesn't really matter. Uh, the audio it is good, though, I think. Okay, cool. Let me just get you on the stand and then we'll be able to rock and roll. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. This way I can be hands-free. And if uh, I heard I might be playing a song or two, so I have my... <laughs> If, if you're setup. feeling it, I love it. If you're feeling yeah. it, that'll be awesome. Oh my God, look at that setup. <laughs> That's why I got this great little stand. So I was like, I might as well put you here. So if we use it, I have it. <laughs> look at you, quarantine pro. Right? <laughs> Can you hear me okay? Is the sound yeah. good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. How about you? Cool. You good? Perfect. Awesome, Caroline. Well, thank you so much for joining, first of all. Thank you so much for having yeah, me. I'm so absolutely. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you. I mean, honestly, you're like one of the blazing stars of pop and country. Uh, such a great artist in general, not just a singer, but just an amazing actor. You dance, you do it all. You're like a Swiss knife of talents, Carol. It's pretty amazing. Thank you so much. I love that. A Swiss knife. I'm going to keep that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your new single, Ain't About That, so addictive. So addictive. Yay! You can't Thank just hear you. it one, once. It's like 
I don't know. It's like eating a Starburst. You eat five, six, seven. You got to do it. I love that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for great. sure. So, Carolyn, let me, I know this is weird, but let me gush about you just for one second for my audience. Uh, your song that just came out, first week of release, it had 50,000 Spotify streams in the first week. And it has like 130,000 to date. It was a future single of the week on a bunch of places, including the UK, voted fan favorite in WAYC. Look, I could go on. Point being, it's awesome. You're doing awesome. Super talented. I'm happy to have you. Thank you so much. Cool. All right. So how has the year been for you, Cal? In 2020, weird year. How has it been for you? Uh, weird. <laughs> I think you nailed it yeah, right on the head. Um, no, you know, it's been, it's been different. But you, the things about life that are so beautiful are that you can never write them or script them or predict what's going to happen. There are so many curveballs that get thrown your way. But... You know, I think if you look at it as the glass is always half full, you can take advantage of whatever situation you're kind of in. And so for me, having all this time at home, I like really honed my piano skills. I like worked on so many, so much writing, but then also even just like revamping covers of some of my original favorite songs that, you know, other artists have done and making my own versions of it. I've been able to connect with fans on social media. And so um, I've done over 50 live stream quarantine concerts over the mm -hmm. last like three months. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've seen my socials grow and I've just been able to spend a lot of time connecting with fans, you know, online where I never really had that time before. So, you know, you uh, you figure it out as you go. And, and yeah, it's been it's been weird, but it's kind of cool at the same time. Definitely. definitely. I want to ask you about your early life in a second, but you brought up the covers like it, your covers are unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, you. Like you have stuff like, you know, when you say nothing at all or like ironic by Alanis that like, oh my yeah. God, you just capture the essence and you take it to another level. Like amazing. What is the key to a good cover since you bring it up, Caroline? Um, that's a great question. You know, I think it's finding a song that you can not only like do the original artist and the song itself justice, but that you can tell your story through it. You know, I try to cover songs that I can always kind of connect with and know that it's something that speaks to me. And so, you know, that's for me kind of the first and foremost starting place is, you know, is this a story I want to tell and can I relate to this? And so when I deliver it, I can do it authentic. So it's as if it's an original song for me, even though it isn't. But, you know, if fans didn't know the song, they would think it's an original song because I tried to put so much of myself in it. Um, and then also making sure that, you know, it fits your voice, it fits your style. And of course you can kind of make your own adjustments and get creative with it but i think also you know keeping it somewhat true to the original and honoring the artist as well is an important factor too yeah well you certainly do that really well carolyn and um okay so you were born and raised in long island right yeah is that where you are right now or are you in nashville or something yeah i'm currently on long island so I, long island in new york is my hometown it's my home base um i go to nashville so frequently that at this point i'm basically a dual resident of both spots Right. Um, obviously with the pandemic, I'm not really traveling. So I'm just hunkered down in my house on Long Island right now. Cool. That's cool. And, uh, you started performing when you were like eight years old. So yeah. I'm just curious, like, was your family artistic? Like, where does the DNA come from? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. No one in my family, um, did it professionally in my immediate family at all. My dad has such an incredible voice, but no one knows it. Even his own mother has never heard him <laughs> sing. So the only time like we've ever heard him sing was like, in the shower you know we could hear him singing in the shower or if he had a couple too many beers you know and he came home from a party he was like singing around the house nice. but yeah so i always knew he had like this gift so um you know i guess that's where i somewhat get it from and then my mom was always very musical she played the piano growing up and 
um, you know, danced a bit and nothing where she took it to a, a big professional level, but I guess my family just always enjoyed it. And so when yeah. I showed an interest in it in a young age, they were excited and they encouraged it and, and they were so supportive of everything I did. But, um, yeah, and no one in my family, uh, really really worked in the art so it's just me who came out of the womb kicking and screaming but i guess i got a little bit of that from both of them yeah it, it sounds like like you came up and everyone was like finally someone <laughs> someone is expressing what we've had all along <laughs> right yeah i yeah. think my parents for them it's probably fun they get to live a little vicariously through what i'm I doing my it. dad's like oh this is what it's like to sing on a stage and my mom was like oh this is what it's like to uh you know, play piano for a big crowd and stuff. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Carolyn. And you graduated from Massapequa High School in Long Island. Yeah. Were you like, you know, uh, by the way, it, th that high school, that's where Jerry Seinfeld graduated, right? As well as Alec Baldwin, the Baldwin Alec brothers Baldwin too. and, yeah. uh, and Fox News anchors. So there's something yeah. in the water there. Tell us about yeah. going to that high school. Were you like in, in the yearbook, you know, most most likely to succeed, like to or whatever, yeah? <laughs> yeah, no, I was actually, it's funny. Yeah, I was very involved in um, the arts and the music department in the school and Massapequa really has truly an incredible music program. So I was very blessed to go to a public school that happened to just have a wonderful um, education for music and stuff there. But I was sure. very involved in the musicals and the drama club and the Trium Music Honor Society. And, you know, I always was singing the national anthem at sporting events for the schools and, um, you know, just involved in, in a variety of, of things. Um, but yeah, it's funny. I actually was voted uh, best performing artist of, of my course. class. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, amazing. That's awesome. But yeah, okay, go Chiefs. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Look at you. You did your homework. I'm so impressed. <laughs> no, what do you mean? You know, these are the facts of an up and coming star. I love it. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you took that upon yourself and you went to Berkeley School of Music. Just can you tell us? normal, not gifted artistically people, Caroline. Berkeley School of Music, everyone, like, it's gone. So many Grammys, so many legends have come out of there. Is it competitive? Can you take us inside a little bit, like, a day-to-day? -day? Is it competitive, uh, the level, the whole thing? Absolutely. So, I actually went to the Boston Conservatory, which merged with Berkeley College of Music. So my gotcha. school is actually now called the Boston Conservatory at Berkeley College of Music. So it's a small specialized school within Berkeley. So, so at the time I was going there, um, our merger hadn't officially happened yet. We did have some crossover, but it wasn't official. But um, you know, from the Boston Conservatory point of view, it was insanely competitive. Our graduating class was only about like 50 kids in our program. And so within those 50 kids, you had people from all over the country, all over the world. Amazing. It was super competitive and selective. Um, our classes, so a conservatory, and it's so funny, so people who don't know what a conservatory is. So a conservatory is a very intense, small, specialized college program for the arts, right? Right. And right. so some people don't know that. I've had people be like, oh, so are you in agriculture? Or some people will be like, <laughs> oh, are, are you a nun? And I'm like, no, that's a convent, not a conservatory, you know, very ah. different. <laughs> but um, so my school, you know, you had to re-audition at the end of your sophomore year and they actually had a cut system. So not everyone oh. was asked to return for the second half. Um, we were in class Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. until 7 p.m. And then if you were in a main stage production, your rehearsals were from 7.30 to 11 every single night. Wow. Saturdays, you also had rehearsals or you had recitals from 10 to 6. And then Sunday was your only day off. But if you were in any student-run performances or student-run organizations, Sunday was the only day you could have available. So then your Sundays were filled with, um, you know, your your 
music and art and whatever continued. And so I always tell people you have to like really eat and breathe and sleep your art so much like an obsession yeah. because you gotta, you gotta like it. You gotta love it. Totally. Totally. It requires so much out of you mentally, physically, emotionally, um, that it's like, you have to just love it and not want to do anything else. And I've always known that for myself, that it was like from the day I was born, there was never anything else I was going to do with my life. Amazing. Um, that, that focus is amazing. Okay. I want to get to your music in just a second, but again, you're a Swiss knife. You have so many talents that I have to just slightly touch on the acting. So apologies, but you are no. also a renowned actress. You've done so much. In fact, you, when you were a minor, you were already acting in like off Broadway and Broadway stuff with Anthony Rapp, with people like Jeremy Kushner. Uh, I mean, wow. Obviously these are legends of the stage. Yeah. Were you, and you were so young, were you aware like of, of, of these people, what you were doing? Like, what do you remember from this? Yeah, these are such great questions. Um, yeah, so I basically growing up right on Long Island outside the city, you know, Manhattan was 45 minutes away from me. So I was, I had a lot of great access to, you know, the capital of the world for the arts. And like I said, my parents were super supportive because I showed an interest in this at such a young age. Um, and my parents were incredibly supportive of it all. Um, you know, they brought me into Manhattan for auditions, for performances. I started working with top-notch coaches. I got signed to management and agencies from the time I was eight years old. So from the time I've been a kid, I've always been performing. And because I was, you know, a mature kid, I was cast in the adult and the main stage productions, you know, because right. I wasn't, you know. And so, um, you know, I, I've always been surrounded by, I guess, famous people and professionals my whole life. So it never really through me. It wasn't like I came in and I was like, oh my God, that's so-and-so. You know, I, I was working with them from the time I was a kid, so it was never foreign to me. But, um, you know, doing something like the show with Anthony Rapp and Jeremy and stuff, that had come about, I remember, I remember two things, I'll tell you. So that came about because I performed in this very prestigious cabaret in Manhattan, mm -hmm. and the people who wrote the musical and directed it happened to be in the audience. And so, right, uh, and again, it's all right place, right time for so much of this sure, crazy business. Sure. Um, but they had seen me perform and they went up to the person who put on the show after and said, who's that girl? Like, we want to have that girl in our show. It was a show with all Broadway stars and there was one young kid role. And so basically it was an offer essentially right on the spot. I went into rehearsals with them. And at the time, Jeremy was doing Footloose and Anthony mm -hmm. was doing You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. So this is like 1999, I want to say, you know, I was yeah. like a little kid. And so because I was like the only kid in the show, uh, you know, they sort of all took me under their wing and were so kind to me and like would play with me on breaks and like hang out with me. And so Anthony had gotten my family and I tickets to see his show on Broadway. And it was one of the closing weeks of the musical. And so after the show, he took us backstage um, just so we could go say hello and everything. And he actually, I'll never forget this. And my dad tells the story all the time. He was crying. And my dad was like, you know, what's wrong? And he said, well, you know, it's closing week. You know, the show's about to end and, and stuff. And he said, you never know, you know, when you're going to be on stage again. And my dad was like, but Anthony, you know, you're a huge star. Like, of course, you're going to be on stage. And he's like, that's not true. You just never know when the next show and the next opportunity comes and you can't wow. take these moments for granted. And wow. I remember hearing that and watching that. And, and that was kind of a lesson that, I mean, he doesn't even know the story probably, but it's, it's, I've carried that with me throughout my entire life because it yeah. goes to show you that no matter what level you ever achieve, nothing's guaranteed. And just like life, tomorrow is not guaranteed, you no, know? Right. So whether it's about your career or, I mean, I, my hair on my arm sticking up, I have chills. But like, you know, it's just nothing's guaranteed. And I think that's such a humbling reminder for us all, no matter how you look at it. 
That's a great story. And, and I agree, especially like with this Corona thing, like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. So I want to talk to you about your music, but one side note for my audience, check Caroline out in, um, a bunch of stuff. She's been in law and order special unit then in real life. So, uh, make sure to check all that out. But anyway, let's yeah. transition to the music because that's where she is excelling, kicking butt. Uh, <laughs> is it true that your love of country came from watching Carrie Underwood on American Idol? That is 100% true. So where I grew up on Long Island, country music was never a thing. It was never on the radio. We didn't even have a country music radio station. We had one like in, I don't know if it was the late 80s or early 90s, and then it disappeared for like 17 years. And that was really when I was growing up when there was no country radio. Right. And, then, and then it came back only in the last couple of years. And so my only country artists that I knew were like Faith Hill or Shania Twain and like, Leanne Womack, I hope you dance. Like, that was, like, kind of it, you know? Yeah, like and the so, Dixie Chicks maybe a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I don't even remember them until later. But, I mean, for me, I had never heard of, you know, Alan Jackson or George Strait or even Garth Brooks. I didn't really know. It just wasn't – I wasn't exposed to it. And right. so um, I, when American Idol started coming around, um, you know, I was in about middle school, and that's, I think, when Carrie Underwood was on it. And I remember seeing her sing and just everything she did and sang, I identified with so much because yeah. vocally it was like, we were like kindred spirits. Like we sang the same style. It was like every note she hit was like perfect, like lined up with like who I am, what I do. She was so graceful, so feminine, so poised, yeah. so elegant. She had such a strength about her. Like, Basically everything she did, I was just obsessed with. And I was like, yeah. that's what I want to be when I- But go, also like you know? approachable, like a normal human being, like, right. Totally, totally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so I was just like, this is everything I want to be when I grow up, you know, what she's doing. And so every song she sang, I then taught myself on the show when she teamed up in that finale with the Rascal Flats, I discovered the Rascal Flats. So then I bought the Rascal Flats CD and they were arguably the first and real country group that I listened to. And from there it kind of continued. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I've got little stories along the way, but really Carrie was the one for me that kind of just sucked me in and I was like, I love her. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it, I love it. And you can definitely hear the similarities and all that stuff. Your uh, debut EP, Unbreakable, it came out 2018. Seems like an yeah. eternity ago, but it was really only two years ago. Uh, it was, it did really well. Critics loved it, picked that, uh, I think it was in the top 10 iTunes country charts for a while, did really good. I want to talk to you about a couple songs here, Carolyn, if that's okay. Yeah. I'm on my way. What a beautiful song, by the way. The, the, the whole EP is like, oh my God. It's like, uh, it's like a relationship, like you, you, you feel like you live it. The whole thing. Thank you, thank you. And that means a lot because I, not to interrupt you, but I, I put so much time and thought and effort I spent months picking those songs, arranging those songs, and then picking out the order of those songs because yeah. I specifically wanted it to go beginning, middle, and end and take the listener on a journey and have that arc. So thank you so much for noticing that. Absolutely, no, 100%, 100% mission accomplished. You did a great job. Uh, so I'm on my way, obviously, it's about a relationship and it's like about like it being free at the end of like the things that are tying you down and like finding yeah. strength within yourself, all that good stuff. But I couldn't help but, you know, hearing also with what's going on with Corona, everyone's kind of like going through something, losing someone, losing a job, health, whatever it may be. It felt like also like a, like a won't back down kind of song. Have you, have you noticed this? Like, have you, have you tracked this down? Yeah, I have. And you know, what's funny is I, 
you know, when I feel like, and maybe this is just me, but when you go into a song as an artist to go in and record, it's like you have your version in your head, you know what it means to you, you have like your representation of it. And so I kind of have the blinders on and I tell my story with it. But what's so cool is when fans hear songs and they hear it differently and then they share the story with you of like how they connect to it or what it means to them. It, it makes me go back and rethink about songs or lyrics and it opens my eyes. And so I hadn't thought about that, but I had someone message me and say during quarantine, like they actually recently just came out to their family and they had a lot of, they had a lot of friction with the family about him coming out. And sure. he said like that song was the song that like got him through and pushed him through like those times. And so for me, when I cut it, you know, I'd never thought of it in that way, but it's been really cool to hear just how other people relate to it. And so I haven't personally thought of it in forms of Corona, but you're so right that like, yeah, we are all like, we all got beat down really badly. We all went through a lot of crap. We all hit, you know, a really rough patch in our, all of our lives in different ways. And I think, but we're all on our way to figuring it out and getting back up on our right. feet again. So it's a very empowering song. I love it. The, the whole thing is great, but I love that one. Um, so yeah, let me talk to you about Ain't About That, which is your latest single. Uh, it follows up Summertime, which also came out last year, also a huge hit. Uh, but ain't about that super fun, up tempo, uh, and it celebrates, you know, life, the feelings, you know, with loved ones that have no price, right? Like just the really small, but significant things. What can you tell us about this song, Helen? Where did the idea come from? Where did you start writing, working on it? All that stuff. Yeah. So this song, um, actually was sent to me by a friend in Nashville. His name is Lance Carpenter. He wrote love me like you mean it for Kelsey Ballerini and so many other great songs. He's a really great friend of mine and he had sent me a work tape of this song. And so a work tape is when you're in the writer room and you're writing it and you wrap up your session. You're like, okay, before we go, let's just like take a voice memo really quick. Like, let's just yeah. throw the iPhone in the middle of the room, play the guitar. It's pitchy. There's a million mistakes. It's not perfect, but it's just a way to like, remember what you did. And so right. they didn't even have a demo of this song. There was nothing of this song that was done. And the song, believe it or not, was written about, I think it was three years ago, three or okay, four years wow. ago. Okay. So yeah, so um, back in, gosh, I want to say it was like December or January, he had sent me this voice memo and said, hey, this is an old song I wrote a while ago. Check it out. I think it's great for you. Um, I heard it and kind of like the way you said, it's so catchy and you can't get it out of your head. I felt the same way. I started singing it around my house and I was like, wow, maybe there's really something here. So I called my producer and flew down to Nashville and back in February, I went down and I recorded this song and I recorded a couple others, which will be coming out, you know, later this year. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I don't know, my gut was just telling me release this track first. This is a great one to go. And again, it's funny. I didn't even think it was necessarily relevant for Corona and everything, but ironically it came out right in, you know, June when everyone's at the height of like, people have suffered loss. People have, it sort of made people reevaluate their priorities and their morals and where people are in life. And I've, I've had this song be called like, this is the song of the, t the perfect song for the times. And this is the song that everybody needs right now. And so it's funny how that was never my intention at the time of release, but it's turned into sort of this like really positive anthematic reminder for everyone about the things that are important in life. And the timing Amazing. couldn't have been any better. The timing could not have been better. Even the fact that it was like in June and not April. Yeah. Like just a, people needed those two months to go through the So whole, crazy. The whole yeah. Oh, so crazy. Loved it. Loved it, Kellen. All right. You've been so kind with your time. Uh, I want to ask you one more question and then hopefully a song. You've opened for some of the biggest names in, in country. You really have like um, amazing stages, some of the biggest festivals. Can you share with that, uh, with me and my audience, maybe a couple of like, pinch yourself moments where you're like, 
where you where you're like oh my god like look at yes. the crowd look at this people like, yeah mm -hmm. yeah so okay i guess there were two pinch me moments that really stick out um the first one was in april of last year i had the opportunity to open for chase rice um yeah. at starland ballroom in new jersey and that was a packed sold out crowd of like three thousand people almost um and i had opened for him and walking out on stage you know playing my set having the whole crowd sing along and then after you always go to your merch table for like a meet and greet or just to take some pictures or whatever and i came out i got escorted by security once i got off the stage to the merch table and there was a line i'm not even kidding you wrapped around and down the side of the building of people just waiting to like meet me and take wow. a picture with me and buy merch and that was the first time that like the people on the line weren't friends and family you know what i mean it was like right. strangers who I guess just it left an impact with and, and wanted to say hello and stuff. And so coming out and seeing that was a moment that I was just like, this is the greatest feeling in the world that it's connecting with people and, and, you know, people are paying attention, you know, that was really special. Um, and then the other moment for me was this past December, I had the opportunity to sing the national anthem to kick off um, the stars and strings event at the Barclays center with Sam Hunt, Dustin Lynch, Chris wow. Jansen. There were all these amazing artists. Mm -hmm. And so, the head of the radio station actually announced me and he said, um, give it up for our hometown girl and country star, Carolyn Miller. And oh, to have that God. introduction, like in an arena in the city of Brooklyn, where, you know, I'm from right outside the city and walk wow. out to that crowd with that introduction was just a moment where I just felt like all the years of all the hard work, work paid off in that one little sentence. It just meant so much. Sure. Oh, Carolyn, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> and, and it's just the beginning. I hope you're, I hope you'll get used to playing the Barclays and I hope you get used to lines of people wanting to take your photo, that whole thing. Oh, it's coming. Thank you. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Can't wait. Awesome. So what are you going to play for us? Well, what do you want me to play? I could do either in about that or I could do summertime, whatever you feel like hearing. What, do you what are you, what are you feeling? What are you feeling today on this? What is today? Wednesday, early August. What's your spirit tell you? Oh my gosh, my spirit says just, I should sing them all, but you tell me. <laughs> all right, let's do Ain't About That. Let's do Ain't About That. I'll be, it would be an honor. I mean, it's one let's of the songs it. of the summer, country songs of the summer, so topical right. people will love it. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. All right, awesome. How's the piano volume? Is this okay? Yeah. All right, here we go. It ain't about the sunset, it ain't about the sky, it ain't about the shade tree, the blanket, or that bottle of strawberry wine. It ain't about the roses hiding behind your back, or the gold in the bracelet that made my face light up. No, it ain't about that. It's the way my heart goes racing every time you tangle your fingers round mine. It's the way you look into me and see the beauty I can't always find. Doesn't matter what we're doing or how much time we have. All I need is you next to me. I don't care about anything. You have to like imagine all the guitars and the production. Oh, I'm imagining the iPhones, the whole thing. Yeah. 
let them say what they want to. It ain't about my church or my cross, your body or your tattoos. It's the way my heart goes racing every time. Tangle your fingers round my it's the way you look into me and see the beauty I can't always find. Doesn't matter what we're doing or how much time we have. I need is you next to me. I don't care about anything that ain't about what Guitar, banjo solo. <laughs> Everything I have is everything I want. It's the way my heart goes racing every time you tangle your fingers around mine. It's the way you look into me and see the beauty I can always find. Doesn't matter what we're doing or how much time we Wow. Something like that. <laughs> oh my god, Helen, you are you sound even better live. Are you kidding? Wow, what a voice. Unbelievable. That's a great so performance, Kelly. Oh my God. I think you've been so generous with your time. I think it's a perfect place to leave it. But listen, this has been so enjoyable. You're not only a great talent, but what a great human you are. What a great energy, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, this has been so much fun. And, you know, I do a lot of interviews and podcasts and things. And I have to tell you, it means so much that, you know, you took the time to do some research and read up about me and, and you had such great questions and you know, that doesn't go unnoticed either. So thank you for so all your you. hard work as well. It. Absolutely. And we, we look forward to seeing you on the road and back where you yeah. belong, spreading the joy Absolutely. to the people. <laughs> thank all you right, so Caroline, much. Have a great rest of your day. You Bye -bye. too. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.